Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special bonus episode of the reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I'm your host, Kairosis, and joining me again today is my amazing co-host, Viz. How are you, Viz? I'm pretty good today. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Just been relaxing. I was home from work early, um, and here we are recording our episode. We have a very, very, very special guest with us today. It's Soldier First Class. How are you, Soldier? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know how special I am, but thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you're extremely special to us and also to the Final Fantasy VII Remake community. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to, you know, sit and chat with us today on the podcast. And we really appreciate all the content that you've been creating for, you know, us in the community. So I just want to shout out to you for that. So thank you so much. And thank you for watching, because I definitely appreciate it. Without you guys, this wouldn't have been possible. So you're welcome. All right, so shout out to everybody who listened and subscribed to the podcast so far. The feedback has been extremely positive. We're so um, very appreciative of everybody taking the time to actually uh, take a listen and spread the word about the podcast. Just want to remind everybody about an amazing giveaway right now. Um, We are actually giving away a physical deluxe edition of the game. So in order to enter, what you have to do is you have to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating, and write us a text review on any of the podcast platforms that you use to listen to your podcasts, and that'll be your entry into the giveaway. All right, so on our first segment today, we are going to be talking about the recent Final Fantasy VII Remake demo leaks that happened about a week ago. And uh, just as a warning to everybody here, now this is a complete spoiler-free episode, so we will not be talking about any specific spoilers or any specifics about um, you know individual leaks, like what they may have contained or anything like that. During our most recent episode, Viz and I did recap um, the leaks and how it all went down. We had an in-depth discussion about how the leaks affect the community, including the developers and also us as content creators. So we are not going to be talking about any spoilers at all. So like I said, we're so glad to have Soldier here joining us today on the podcast. So we hope that you, Soldier, can give us your perspective on the leaks and to kind of provide some insight on your opinions about the leaks and the impact that uh, they may have had on you and uh, what your plans are going into the future. So before we start with our first segment, I just wanted to ask Soldier if you can give a brief overview about who you are and what you do and your experience with Final Fantasy VII. Thank you. Um, I'm Soldier First Class. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I have almost 10,000 subscribers. I'm working on that number. And uh, I just want to be, I guess, basically a major influence in the community. Uh, We've got guys like Max Dude and Night Sky Prince and Viz Mm -hmm. himself here that are very integral in building this community up and uh i i'm glad to be a part of that it's been amazing a ride over this last year i actually just celebrated my one year on youtube so uh i'm pretty happy about that my experience with final fantasy 7 i was about six years old um had watched a commercial for the game and instantly i knew i had to have it i used some birthday money and stuff like that that I'd saved up over the the course of the year for video games, of course. And uh, my mom drove me to the store, picked it up. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Uh, The (laughs) game was incredibly beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. But at six years old, I didn't quite grasp everything that was going on. And fun fact, I could not get past the Midgar Zalem because I thought you had to fight it. 
So <laughs> for years, I was stuck on that stupid snake and uh, finally beat the game when I was in middle school. But that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's not this glorious story, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely a, a fun one that I like to tell. Yeah, the Midgar Zolom, bane of all the players. <laughs> Especially six-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I've always found like the first um bombing mission like at the beginning of the game there's actually a translation mistake and it tells you to attack while the um tail is up which actually you're not supposed to do. you're supposed to do the opposite so like I was so confused because I was like attacking and attacking and then I was like why do I continuously die over and over again like can I am I reading it wrong <laughs> So it was really frustrating but um I can understand uh, where you're coming from. I also played it um, when I was very, very young um, as well. And I didn't realize what what game, like I realized, you know, that it was Final Fantasy, but I didn't realize um, how, you know, how big this game was at the time, like for its time until I was older. And then I ended up um, getting reacquainted with it again and then finishing the game and, um, you know, all right, so we're moving on here. So we are talking about um, the recent demo leaks. So we just want to give you guys a brief recap of how everything went down. So the original demo leak was released by the website Gamstat on December 24th over the holidays. So for those of you who don't already know, Gamstat reveals uh, PlayStation Store listings before they go live. And the site did recently leak the existence of Resident Evil 3 Remake. People weren't sure if it was real due to the word demo kind of looking odd, like it was just added in after the fact for the game icon artwork. So people weren't sure um, if this was legit or not. Um, it didn't take long before people were able to access the file on the PSN servers and actually download it. Square Enix had also uploaded the full game file to the server, which was about 75 gigabytes, and then they later took it down. So from what I know, I don't think anybody actually uh, were able to actually download the full game file. Um, so people were actually able to download the demo and then they decrypt, uh, the PKG file. After that, it was just, you know, it was crazy. A bunch of stuff, uh, was leaked, the backgrounds, intro to the game, um, the first bombing mission, and then people data mined the PKG file for more screens and music. And eventually both were leaked online and then the script and a final boss fight and, um, some screens that actually featured unfinished assets of the game as well. So last episode, Viz and I did talk extensively uh, about our opinions about the leaks and how, you know, both of us will be going on into the future unspoiled. So we will be continuing to create content um, as if the spoilers and the leaks didn't happen. And I just want to get your thoughts, Soldier First Class, about the leaks. So being a content creator that focuses on a lot of speculation and finding news in, in rare sources and just doing everything that, you know, we do. These leaks put a massive, massive hole in that because it's hard to make speculation content about stuff that people may already know is going to happen. So even if, you know, there is a new character, if the leak told you who that new character was, then I can't, in good faith, make a video saying this character is such and such to this character. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm either right and people think I'm somebody that leaked information or I'm wrong and I look dumb. So for mm -hmm. me, it's been really hard to make content about the remake that was like a big draw of my channel, which has made me learn to adapt 
to other forms of content. And it's, I mean, I think a lot of us, even Prince and people that do content around the remake have found it mm-hmm. hard to make videos that either a aren't milking the situation yeah. and just putting out as many videos as possible or B are just trying to get by right now. Cause it's a weird time in the YouTube community for final fantasy seven remake content. So, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's one of those things where I'm kind of doing what I like to call forced evolution. Mm-hmm. I've added new content to my channel, like dragon ball stuff. And I'm just kind of, you know, final fantasy 16 news and stuff like that, that I'm trying to put in addition to remake content. And I think this stuff has really thrown a wrench in a lot of my future plans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's one of those things, I guess. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, definitely. From my side, I tr- I try to just keep going forward, even with uh, maybe losing a few views because an- analyzing stuff that's already known is also quite harsh, I guess. But since I don't know anything about the leaks, I just keep going, and all those who aren't spoiled as well ch- can just keep watching my analyses and be surprised too. So that's that's my hope that uh, enough people still watch even those who already um those who already know the, of the leaks but still find it interesting to see if i get things right can uh, read the right uh, draw the, the right conclusions i think my content lends itself a little bit more for this situation but it still still feels a little strange well and i think it's funny because after my after the leaks hit i made a video about how I wasn't going to cover them out Mm -hmm. of respect for the company and out of respect for the fan base. And I think after that, I don't know if it's like a community coming together type of thing, but I think my view counts have actually been much higher Mm -hmm. after the leaks than they were before. And I don't know if that's because all the people that were posting leaks, the, the viewers for them kind of came my way because I wasn't doing that or, you know, cause we had, what was it? What, what culture gaming put a leak in the thumbnail of their video. And then there was all these news articles that were, you know, popular news places like IGN, Kotaku. They were putting the images in their news articles and not warning people that they were spoilers. Yeah. So I don't know if because of that, that like we're going to start seeing these big waves of views from people that see that we're not talking about that stuff or what. But like I said, my, my channel output has actually been way, way better after the fact than it is now than it was before it's nice to hear Mm -hmm. well i know that there were like kind of like you know for me i was looking online and just looking at the subreddit and you know i do scroll through um twitter quite often and just people posting you know just anything about the game and also people i guess they didn't even realize that they were posting spoilers but in just like the title of like a subreddit post or um like you said like a thumbnail um maybe it wasn't common knowledge that these things that they were posting were actually spoilers i'm not sure but i i saw a certain amount of stuff um not that much in the grand scheme of you know everything that ended up being leaked um in the end but I did make a decision to kind of monitor myself, like, you know, what I'm looking at um, in regards to the remake stuff, you know, just like on my Twitter or anything like that. So I've actually hasn't, haven't been, you know, on Twitter 
been on the subreddit that much um, since all the leaks happened because I don't really want to be spoiled. I want to um, experience the game, um, you know, in the way that they they wanted um, us to experience it. And also, I guess, you know, for my own selfish, um, I guess, my selfish, like, emotions, you know what I mean? Because I want to be able to experience it for nostalgia purposes, kind of as close to how I experienced it when I was a kid. And I know that, you know, I'm an adult now and it's never going to happen that way. Um, but I just... I just want to experience it um, in my own way without, you know, having that kind of taken away from me based on somebody else's decision to go ahead and and post all of those things. So, well, and it, I've, I guess what you're trying to say is like you want to see it in the most pure form that you possibly can mm -hmm. and, and the leaks might cause that to be an issue. So I, I completely understand what you're saying, too. And I actually when you mentioned the subreddit, I have to give a shout out to Chip Noir. He's mm -hmm. one of the, the moderators on the subreddit. He actually did a really, really good job of quelling the spoilers by giving mm -hmm. like a, a thread for people yeah. that want to talk about spoilers or whatever. Yeah. And then anything that's been shown on the subreddit that's spoiler potential has been deleted. So I have mm -hmm. to give a shout out to Chip and all the guys that are running the subreddit because they really, really did do a good job when that happened. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good to hear. There were just a few things that were posted, I think. Um that were there just for a little bit longer, I guess, like not that long, but in the grand scheme of, you know what I mean? Like the leaks actually happening. Um, I think it was just that, you know, the moderators were really occupied trying to deal with everything. And I just saw that they actually posted an application for, um, if you want to be a moderator on the subreddit. So, you know, that's awesome. That'll help as well with, you know, any leaks or any spoilers or anything going forward. So, and you're right, Chip Noir did a really great job handling that uh, whole situation. So shout out to Chip Noir for that as well. Yeah, good job, dude. So um, just for me, I just wanted to go ahead and talk about, um, you know, how... Uh, we will be continuing the podcast. As we said before, um, we wanted to use the podcast as a forum for, you know, other Final Fantasy VII Remake content creators to come on and kind of share your opinions and um, to share as well any of the content that you are currently working on and use our podcast as a platform to share that with the Final Fantasy VII Remake community. So for me, I just kind of made a decision that I, you know, I think that we should continue the podcast um, as spoiler free. And in saying that, I I made a decision basically that I, I don't want to give the people that, you know, that uh, leaked all the information, you know, like they data mined everything and, you know, all of the people that just posted the spoilers. I just don't want to give those people um, all of the power, basically. You know what I mean? Because there's been only, I think, a select few people that actually decided to like read up on everything and that are basically completely spoiled. So I completely understand, you know, where you're coming from with, you know, adding new content um, for Dragon Ball Z and, um, you know, Final Fantasy 16, like going into the future as well. I think that's a great idea to kind of, you know, broaden your audience as well. And um, for us, we're going to continue to do what we've been doing, I think. And, um, you know, I think that's totally fine. Yeah, Viz, what do you think? I think for our podcast, it's easier because we can always um, move on to 
material outside of Midgar, which nobody of, of us knows how it will turn out or what's what's in there. Mm-hmm. So, for example, mini, mini games outside of Midgar, gold saucer stuff, um, the material quests, whatever we think about how we think it's going to turn out, or uh, listener questions about certain things that doesn't pertain to Midgar. So mm-hmm. I think we're pretty much set without having to talk about stuff that might have already been known or is already known by uh, people that got themselves uh, spoiled. Mm-hmm. So personally, I'm not that worried for content, for the podcast specifically. For me too, you know, just thinking about everything like that was leaked and everything. Um, like, do we know 100% that this stuff is actually going to be in the final version of the game? And I know that we talked about this before. I know, like, you know, the demo is focused on the, you know, the the bombing mission, which is, like, at the beginning of the game. And uh, that demo was shown at other gaming conventions throughout the year, last year. So if you've been tuning in and you've looked at the trailers and you've been updated on the game, then people already know because they've already seen you know, the um, bombing mission and everything. It's the other things that were released as well. But I just, I, I don't think there's like 100% any way of knowing if actually what was leaked is actually going to legitimately be in, in the final version of the game, right? And I know that Visa and, you know, and I, we, we did talk about this on the last episode about some of the things that we definitely kind of, like we pretty much 100% know that are going to be in in the game for sure. And then... Um, other things like, for example, I don't know, like lists of materia or even the music, you know, because the music was leaked as well. And I did actually download the music and I spoiled myself just with the music. I did listen to everything in the music folder, but these are just, you know, we, we, we're we not sure if this is all of the music that's going to be in a game or if this was just like earlier versions of songs that were just left in folders that were left in the demo because they were hoping that, you know, or they were thinking that nobody was going to find these things, so they didn't need to scrub them because they were so old. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts on that? So seeing what I've seen and hearing what I've heard, there a lot of the things were just models without assets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that stuff's always going to be in the game. A lot of games leave a lot on the cutting room floor, and I think a lot of those images were still from that segment. But there were fully rendered images, too. So mm-hmm. I would say about 50-50 on okay. what could possibly be in the game and what could possibly not. Because it's just, it was weird. It was a weird leak. So mm-hmm. I think everything in it was very real. Okay. But I don't think that everything was the final product, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Even if I haven't seen the game, I've heard about stuff that's in it, not what, but the kind of uh, content. For example, the characters we haven't seen yet were seen. A few pieces or quite a lot of pieces of dialogue, especially the later parts, have been left in there. and Stuff like that. As you said, also, you've been spoiled with the final boss. That's been there. I'm pretty sure most of it will be in the final version to some extent, maybe not exactly like this. As I said, it could be old versions of uh, assets or uh, old versions of dialogue that has been changed or rewritten 
like last year or something like that. It's, mm -hmm. I think it's hard to say for sure. But I think most of it, even if it's in the rough shape, will probably be in the, in the final game. So if you've been spoiled with the dialogue, I think you pretty much know what's going to happen. At least for those parts that have been leaked. Well, and what I find weird is that like when they leaked all this stuff and there was like the, you know, there's obviously questions that we have about the game itself. And I feel like we had more questions than we got answers from the leak, which was really weird to me. I thought people would find the stuff that everybody had questions for and mm -hmm. they really didn't. It seemed like more questions were brought up than answers. So for me, even though we know a lot from those if you looked at them or got spoiled on accident, there's still a lot that we don't know, which I think is great. I think that's phenomenal that Square Enix has done what they've done with this game and still left us with questions. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yes. I hope that's the case. <laughs> if For the record, though, I'm even more hyped than ever, if, that, if it helps. You're not the only one. I've heard of other <laughs> other people do, uh, who have been spoiled with all the leaks or parts of the leaks, and those are even more hyped because the things that they've seen were apparently really great. So, I mean, if you, you guys know me, I'm like I turn my hype level up to eleven every remake <laughs> video I do, and after that, while I was disappointed with how it went down and how I was spoiled. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't a personal choice to spoil it. I got kind of forced into the situation. Mm -hmm. But once I was forced into the situation and I saw everything, I was like, you know what? Game of the year. <laughs> oh, boy. We're in for something. <laughs> yeah, I have to say as well that, you know, from what I've seen, I I mean, I, I haven't seen very much. I've just saw... Um, Basically, when they like put the intro, you know, to the demo on there, and then I watched like a little bit more than what we've seen for the bombing mission on the demo that obviously has been shown like at the gaming conventions. I watched a little bit further than um, where that ended, I guess. And then like we haven't seen, do you know what I mean? Like the intro uh, with Aerith and everything like that, and then the music as well. So, yeah. um, but but what I've seen and what I've heard from that, I I am. Um, also, I guess even more hyped as before, you know, I was already super hyped about the game anyway, but I just feel um, even more excited to, I guess, get my hands on it. And I can't wait um, as well. So I, I totally understand where you guys are coming from. Well, and it should be a testament to how everything that leaked was like unfinished stuff, you know, <laughs> and yeah. everybody's even more hyped for unfinished stuff. Like, that's the power that this game has over all of us. And it's mm -hmm. insane to watch. <laughs> yeah, so on the side of kind of talking about Square Enix and the developers, um, because we kind of touched on that a little early, earlier, I'm not sure for, um, you know, when demos are released or what the process is when creating a demo for a game, because I'm not a game developer, so... I'm just thinking, you know, is is it kind of common practice to like leave things in like that? Or do they usually have like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we kind of talked about it on the last episode a little bit um, because I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I was kind of surprised actually that they didn't have, you know, the team kind of go back, I guess, and kind of scrub everything out of there because my thought process is with the internet and 
you know, everything the way that it is now, you would think that they would be crazy, like over-prepared, I guess. Um, so that, you know, it, it, there were no leaks or there were no spoilers so that people couldn't decrypt the file. And so what do you, what are your thoughts on that, uh, soldier? So, okay, so basically when they create a demo that's from the game itself, and even if it's not from the game, there's going to be assets that they leave in there because they have to. Um, okay. Demos kind of, as you know, demos are just a piece of the game, mm -hmm. but the way coding works for the game itself, things that may be like, you know, animations or something like that can be saved to the end of the files. Like that's okay. just where they fall in the list. And unfortunately, that leaves certain assets that can be spoilers or information that the developers don't want you to necessarily have, mm -hmm. but they can't take out because it would cause crashing issues or bugs or glitches or something in the demo. Oh, and obviously, okay. you want the demo to look as best as best as you can mm -hmm. because you don't want people to get that as their first impression. Like, oh, this game's buggy. This game's glitched. This is awful. So... To the developers, unfortunately, they have to leave some of that stuff in there. And okay. scrubbing is something that they do a lot, but it's not 100% effective. So unfortunately, those files still remain in the game. And one big problem is also, as I've touched on last episode, that even if you manage to scrub everything that is not needed for the demo, you have to extensively test to make sure that it really still works, especially if you take out uh, assets that might have a reference to somewhere, and if it tries to load it, it will crash or cause glitches, and mm -hmm. uh, it's probably better to leave everything in unless you want to spend another month of Q&A. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't have the, t the time to do that. Well, in demos... A lot of people think it's just ripping from the game and that's all you have to do, and it's not. There's a, it, it costs quite a bit to make just a demo for the game, and they're giving that to you for free mm -hmm. to try out the game with. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those where people don't realize the cost of doing one, and especially if you do one that's separate from the game, you're building that from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Final Fantasy XV's demos yeah. that never ended up making it into the full game, Mm -hmm. But they still had to build that demo from the ground up. So unfortunately, doing it the way they did with the remake demo, they they just didn't have that luxury of making it separate. Yeah, my thought process was that basically they probably didn't have enough time or resources to be able to go back and and scrub everything out like completely. You know what I mean? Or or create a new demo without any of that. Um, extra kind of information just left like stored in there um, because they probably just didn't have time to do that. And um, I'm not sure if it was, I can't remember Viz, but we did talk about this last time. If it was like an updated build, like if they're updating the build of the demo, like would they not just go in and change things as well? Like they couldn't change things after then or? I don't quite remember either, but updating a demo well, they did it with Final Fantasy XV's demo. They updated that to a certain degree. But this was, as we said, a different build. Probably a separate branch from the main game because it also had uh, different gameplay mechanics. Mm -hmm. The Duskai demo, at least. And here, I think it's 
because it's so close to the release, it's probably directly taken from from the main game. And if they they try to keep the the demo version, which is I think is is a branched version of the code, and maybe keep merging the the, the stuff mm -hmm. so that the demo keeps up to date with the mechanics and the bugs they fixed. Right. Then it has to be quite close to the, to the uh, main game, and then it's even harder to take stuff out without risking mm -hmm. to break everything or extensive QA. So thinking about on the side of Sony, I guess, because we talked a lot about, you know, Square Enix and how, I guess, it impacted, you know, them. And um, we're thinking about, well, I'm thinking about on the Sony side of things as well, that, you know, people were able to access um, the file on their server. So is this a usual thing or like, cause I'm thinking that they should have security, right? So not everybody is just able to go to a link in their web browser and, and download this files, like these PKG files, I mean, that exist on their server. So what do you guys think? It's one of those things where Sony, yeah, Sony, I think is to blame for the most part because it's on their server. Um, they, for some reason, made it publicly accessible. Square Enix gave them the demo, yes. Yes, they left files in the demo, mm -hmm. and that sucks for them, but at the same time, this should not be... You're one of the biggest companies in the world mm -hmm. when it comes to multimedia and everything. You're one of the biggest gaming companies in the world, and yet, time and time again, the security for their systems is not great. And no. I... I I, I, for me, I have to put the blame on Sony on this one. It, it seems like this happens quite a bit. I think it was 2011, the PSN hacks, where like people were mm -hmm. getting their data stolen. Mm -hmm. That was and, harsh. Yeah, for me, I, I just feel like this could have been avoided in some yeah. way. Even if yeah. they had released the demo as planned or, or whatever their plan was for the demo, and people data mined it, at least it was after the fact. Yeah. And you could just say, well, they got a hold of the demo because they have it on their PlayStation now. And you could just you could put it off as it still sucks. The re the security sucks. But it's out there now. Everybody's playing the demo anyway. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like nobody was intended to see it. Nobody was intended to have the demo yet. And nobody was intended to see what, what got leaked. So mm -hmm. I got to put the blame on Sony here. At least for the most part, but I wonder who the hell left the uh, the decryption <laughs> key in the metadata of the file publicly visible? Yeah, that what? was stupid. How? The, I, I, the, it doesn't get into my head. I don't know. Either the either people who uh, made the metadata file for the uh, PSN store left it in there for stupid reason. It was an inside job. Someone who got fired and wanted to. Uh, to uh, uh, give, uh, give him the bird or something? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it is a very weird situation. Or that's uh, the conspiracy theories talking to me and others who have brought it up that maybe it was on purpose to kind of give everyone a sneak peek and get an early mm -hmm. feedback, but uh, I don't really know about that. Well, I'm going to blow a hole. I'm going to blow a hole in that one <laughs> because... Okay, if I am going to leak my game, if I'm going to purposely do it, 
I'm not going to make it look as terrible as possible when I do it. I'm going <laughs> to exactly. make my game look the best that it's ever looked. I'm going to give it the most polish that I can possibly give it. And then I'm going to be like, oh, internet people, here's a screenshot. And then watch the internet break. I'm not going to put all of this unfinished stuff in my game and then be like, here, guys, have fun with this. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. Developers are super, super into their own image when it comes mm-hmm. to games because it's an art form. They want to show the best side of their art. And especially yeah. in Japanese developers who have a very high like thinking when it comes to honor and mm-hmm. doing your best work and proving you know your talents and stuff like that, especially Japanese artists like Nomura. Mm-hmm. And Amano, like all of those guys want to show you the best forms of their work. Definitely, yeah. And that's why I think this whole, oh, they did it on purpose thing is just completely, it's false. I, I can't get on board with that one. Yeah, same ultimately. But it's, it's a nice thought to entertain, but in the end, it doesn't really make much sense. Especially the, the, the nature of the leak, how it got leaked, what's in the leak. It's just kind of fishy. Yeah, but I totally agree. I think Sony needs to do better on their part. Um, And we kind of talked about this last episode as well, you know, with security and everything. Uh, And Square Enix probably had to submit the demo for certification and then went ahead and did that because that was a deadline. And they were just assuming that, you know, it was going to be protected and that it wouldn't have been downloaded and just, you know, given a public um, link so that anybody could kind of access it and download it. yeah, so it's quite unfortunate for, you know, Square Enix. Um, and I think they have yet to kind of make a, a response to the leaks. They haven't even given an official response about any of the, I mean, the demo leaked, have they? I don't think they have. They haven't, but I'm glad they haven't, actually. Yeah, same. It's probably best to ignore the stuff so that they can just focus on getting the game done. Don't, uh, they don't risk uh, PR. A shitstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you're yeah. drawing attention to, to a negative, That's and I don't true. think yeah. they want to do that. That's yeah. true. And I also think that they have all this marketing and all of this social media presence and these trailers that they want to do. I I don't think they're gonna deviate from the marketing when they've already spent all the money yeah. to to market the game the way they've wanted to, just to be like, well, I guess we're just not gonna tell you anything because you can read it on the internet. You know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't see that being something that they would do, especially exactly. after Kingdom Hearts 3 leaked and Nomura was very upset about that. So yes. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I, I think they're going to be quiet this time around. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I agree. Why would they change their uh, PR strategy? It would cost even more time and money to even change it or entertain other ideas. How they would go about it? Also with the, the Taipei game show, this has probably been booked half a year in advance or something like that, and mm-hmm. why change anything about that? Well, and also, if they're going to show anything new to us, they've, they've already put the money and the time into a trailer, I'm assuming. Yeah. They've, got, they've sure. got to have at least another one before launch, especially with the delay, because people are going to get disgruntled over this whole thing, mm-hmm. and they're going to have to show us something. And I feel like... If you change that, you know, there's a lot of people that work for them just in the, in the marketing department. 
And it's basically a slap in the face to to those guys that have worked so hard to build the presence of this game. So I, I don't see them de- deviating at all from it. Yeah, same. All right, guys. So moving on to the next part of the podcast, we are talking about news about the game, and we just kind of touched on this um, just now. So the Final Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed. Square Enix announced just a few days ago on Friday, January 17th, that it's been delayed from March 3rd, 2020 to April 10th, 2020. So only about a month delay. Um, So the official post um, says... This is uh, Yoshinori Kataze, the producer of the game. He said, we know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on in order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve. We have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and deliver it to you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everybody as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. So I I was kind of surprised to see this, to be honest with you, because I haven't really seen anything that kind of gave me the inclination that it's going to be delayed. Um... But then again, I'm also not surprised that it's delayed as well, because, you know, with crunch and everything, um, they might not have felt that they were able to obviously abide by the March 3rd release date. And they just wanted to add that extra polish there, like like they said. So personally, I, I am on the side that agrees that they did do this to apply polish to the game. You know, when you get this close to release, even some minor frame rate issues or even some minor lighting issues is enough that you you don't want to release this product in a bad light. And that's kind of what I was touching on with the leaks about how it wasn't finished content, because. Like I said, they want to make sure this game looks as perfect as possible, plays as perfectly as possible and to release it in a state that they aren't comfortable with or they're not proud of is something that I think is what caused this leak, this delay. I don't uh-huh. think, honestly, that any of the leaks had anything to do with it. Okay. Uh, if they wanted to change something, a month really isn't, a month extra really isn't going to be enough time to write a whole scenario, change the way the game has, has functioned mm-hmm. to that point, uh, create maybe a character or something for a new scenario. And if they wanted to do what they did with Kingdom Hearts 3, where they locked the ending behind a patch, they could very well do that and not have to take a month to do so. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the leaks, while it's easy to point fingers and blame whoever you want for this delay, I don't think the leaks had anything to do with it. But I could entirely be wrong, but I just don't see them trying to quote unquote punish us Mm -hmm. for the actions of the few here. Yeah, same. It, it doesn't doesn't really make any sense. I either punishing someone for that or the, the fan base for that, or um, as you said, there's really no time to change any scenario, change the ending, record new lines for new dialogue, make new um, motion capture. 
just just not feasible within five five weeks additional. Mm-hmm. So that's only. I think that's those five th- those five weeks are only there to get the lighting right, eliminate the glitches, the bugs, and or clipping or loading issues, frame rate issues, anything like that. I think that's the only thing that's possible within this time frame. Well, and I don't, I am actually glad that they're doing this the way they are. And I, I know, because even me personally, I took a vacation to from work mm-hmm. to play the game, make content about it, enjoy it with my community for as long as I could before I went back to work. And I actually had to reschedule that Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people out there that did take time off like I did, and I I feel for them, I really do. But at the same time, I would rather have to rearrange my schedule and play the best game of 2020 mm-hmm. than I would being like, okay, I want you to rush this product out. I want you to Final Fantasy 15 me again. <laughs> and, oh, no. and give me something that you're not proud of releasing. Yeah. They've I'm sorry. I know a lot of people think that Square Enix is this evil corporation and they're just in it for the money. They don't care about their projects, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I think they've earned the right with their previous entries and even just the respect that we have them for making the original Final Fantasy Mm seven. I think they've earned the right to be like, hey, we're going to take a month and a week and we're going to make this game as best as we possibly can for you, the fans who are buying this game from us. Because mm-hmm. if if this remake comes out and it reviews poorly out of the gate, is the reputation for the series as a whole yeah. going to be lessened? And are people going to be more upset if it's rushed and comes out slightly mediocre? Or are they going to be happy when it comes out April 10th and it's a masterpiece? Mm-hmm. For me, that's a no-brainer. I think you delay the game, you make it perfect, as perfect as possible, anyway, and you give us the best product you possibly can, because that's where your money's going to come from. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. It's just those people who can't reschedule, that's uh, pretty harsh for them, and uh, I feel for them, but mm-hmm. what can you do? Still, a better product, a little bit delayed, is much better than a rushed product, which is marred by bugs and bad reviews at the start it might get better as we've seen with uh, final fantasy 14 with uh it's, um what's it called again Around no Reborn. man's sky no no oh. yeah no my no man's sky and final fantasy 15 has also uh received pretty uh good reception with the latest uh, royal edition i think it was so there are games that can turn out great or at least much better later two years, three years later, but in my mm-hmm. opinion, you should try to get out the game in the best state possible so that you don't have to keep patching it, patching it, patching it, updating it until it's finally in a solid state that it should have been from the start. Mm-hmm. Well, and on your point of the the two to three years, the this, is, this remake's in such a, a weird situation. It's in such a spot where you don't really have this a whole lot in gaming. They don't have two to three years to patch this game and make it good. They have to make it good now because mm-hmm. they've already stated that they're working on part two. Exactly. And, yeah. and you can't, 
And why it's such a weird situation is because we know there's going to be sequels. We know they're working on them already. Whereas, like, if you play a game like, let's say, Uncharted, mm. you are playing that game with the understanding that this could be a full game. It could be, you know, this is the only entry in this series or non-series or whatever you want to call it. And unfortunately for Square Enix, they don't have that luxury. They have to make this. They have to get it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's going to crash and burn, and I, I I I think that's why this is such a unique situation to be in. Mm, exactly. The only thing that's kind of boggling my mind a little bit is why did they insist on publishing the uh, the release date over and over and over again in each trailer, in each material, in each uh, physical physical uh, game store. Everywhere the the release date has been shown everywhere on each poster on each banner mm-hmm. all this time and now they're delaying it. Of course, I would do it too if I, I were in their shoes. But it kind of feels weird to be beat, beaten over the head with uh, March third, twenty twenty, and then on January uh, what was it seventeenth or something? Yeah. Oh no, it's delayed. Sorry about that. It kind hey, of feels it, weird. <laughs> it's, at least it wasn't like The Last of Us Two where they were like. Here's the release date. Oh wait, three weeks later, we're gonna delay the game. Okay, yeah, that was also <laughs> pretty, pretty silly, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder myself if these companies don't talk to each other when they delay games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of them, especially the major ones, I feel like they talk about, hey, you know, we're gonna be delaying this, so you know, this is the date that we're thinking. And stuff like that. Or like if a if two games delay around the same time, like I, I don't know. I feel like they talk though. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Sony tries to uh, reschedule a few release dates to uh, spread it out over the whole year. So I don't know. Maybe Sony ha- Sony has also a little bit of a hand in this. Maybe not in the remakes case, but maybe in some other um, cases. I don't know. Well, in the fiscal year, too, because the Japanese fiscal year is different. Theirs starts in April April 1st, 1st. whereas, like, I'm not sure what it is here in the States, but their fiscal year is different. So now that the the remake has been pushed back, it's actually in the next fiscal year, Mm -hmm. whereas with March 3rd, it was in this current one that we're in. So that could have played a factor, too, in spreading out like you said but spreading out with their their money situation because we all know this is going to sell i would be surprised if it doesn't beat final fantasy 15 sales in about a week Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good estimation yeah (laughs) all right so going on to our next part here uh it looks like cyberpunk 2077 was also delayed um by five months so the original release date was actually april 16th 2020 um it looks like it's been delayed to september 17th 2020 um so for me like i wasn't really surprised by this i I'm glad, actually, because for me, I think that it gives Final Fantasy VII Remake a little bit more breathing room because there were so many of these games coming out at the same time. And for me, you know, as a consumer, like I wouldn't be able to purchase like every single AAA game that I wanted to purchase like within, you know, X amount of weeks and then also try to finish them all at the same time, you know, Um, so 
you know, that's just my opinion about this. And also Resident Evil 3 remake, we know, um, is coming out on April the 3rd, which is actually pretty close to April 10th, which is the new date for Final Fantasy VII Remake. But in my opinion, um, it's like, it's definitely not going to be as big of a game as uh, Seven Remake. So I think it's going to be fine. I don't know what you guys think about that. I guess for me, I'm glad that Cyberpunk decided to, that CD Projekt Red decided to delay Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, I've, I've noticed a bit of a trend with the Final Fantasy community that there's a lot of crossover with the survival horror community. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, with these two coming so close together, uh, RE3 and 7 Remake, I think that's still going to be slightly an issue, but not as much of an issue as Cyberpunk, which is a multi-platform game yeah. coming out seven days later or six days later or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And with it being delayed five months, that's a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. there was obviously something that they found that they weren't happy with or... They wanted to rewrite and do all these different things too. And I'm I think from a consumer perspective, it actually is better too, because these two games are are both selling really high-priced collector's editions. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. when it comes to the remake, the first class edition is over three hundred dollars. And that's not including shipping or anything like that, or uh transfer rates when it comes to like uh con- Currency rates and stuff like that. Like Australia is going to be like six hundred dollars to get a first class edition. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I'm in Canada, so if you do the conversion with the shipping, it's about six hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, I so, think. <laughs> yeah, so exactly, and I think that helps both remake and Cyberpunk to delay it because Cyberpunk's got a collector's edition too, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of money to shell out in two weeks' time. So I th- I think it's good not only for both games, but, you know, when it comes to polish, but I think it's also really good for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And it could be as well what you had touched on earlier about maybe the game developers actually talk to each other. You know what I mean? So it could be that, you know, they had communicated their delays to one another just, you know, and chose a date so that it kind of benefited both games. Do you know what I mean? So who knows? We don't know. But I also think um, the same way. So Also, the, the long delay for Cyberpunk, I think, is due to the nature of the game. It's an open world game. It's first person. It's, it has extremely uh, extreme amount of freedom, as far as mm-hmm. I can tell. So the uh, it's very prone to bugs and glitches and quests that might not work and triggers. So I think it's uh, quite hard or uh, difficult and uh, a long process to eliminate every single scenario that could break progression. And breaking progression is almost the worst, next to corrupting the save file. So I'm pretty sure they uh, encountered a few issues that needed to address, maybe even wanted to add a few few additional or new side quests to flesh out the world a little bit. So those five months suddenly don't seem so outlandish anymore. Whereas mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy VII Remake is red linear, I think, or much more linear than Cyberpunk, maybe with a few hub worlds or hub areas. Mm-hmm. So it's not as prone to all those errors and glitches and, and bugs, I think. 
All right, guys. So just a reminder to everybody, um, the first class edition um, has been obviously delayed as well with the delay of the game. So just make sure you guys check your, I guess, your junk email <laughs> because Square Enix Store did send out an email um, asking everybody to click um, to make sure that they opt in to keep their pre-order for the first class edition. So you guys, if you didn't get that email, you might want to check your junk uh, email folder for that. All you have to do is click on the link to continue to um, reserve your pre-order for the first class edition. And it did say in the email that the debit, the final debit date, I think, was uh, February 28th. All right, guys, so uh, what are you guys playing right now? I am playing Spider-Man PS4 because of the holiday sale. So uh, it was, I think it was $25. So I jumped on that one. Um, and I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm st still making my way through Breath of the Wild for Switch. I just, you know, my Switch has just been docked for so long collecting dust because there's been so many other games that I've been playing on PC and PS4 that I haven't even finished Breath of the Wild. Um, and I bought my Switch last year as a Christmas present to myself. And I have played Octopath Traveler quite a bit. I'm almost done that one, but I've just been so busy with work. And uh, yeah, so those are the games that I'm playing. Fizz, what are you playing? I'm also still playing through Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, usually I only have uh, Sundays time to play because on other days I'm either at work or at home working on videos and mm -hmm. talking to my community, and that's pretty much everything of my day gone. <laughs> so it's progress is slow. And I've also started to play Life is Strange 2. Uh, and on evenings, I'm too tired to uh, work on, on the video. For example, if I'm too tired on mm -hmm. 10 o'clock, I play for two hours and then go to sleep or something like that. But I'm still in uh, episode one of five. So progress is really slow. <laughs> but as soon as the FF7 remake comes out, I've, uh, I took two weeks off work to nice. really dig into the game, record a Let's Play, do some analysis and stuff. And it should be a little bit faster, I hope. All right, what about you, Soldier? I am currently playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and loving it. Uh, huge fan of the show, so... When this game came out, I was when it got announced, I was super stoked. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been recently rewatching the anime, mm -hmm. both Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So I've been in a pretty big Dragon Ball mood lately. <laughs> but Kakarot is definitely awesome. I'm having a lot of fun with it. In fact, I was actually playing it about eh, 20 minutes before I got on this podcast with you guys. Oh, so awesome! Needless nice. to say, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I was watching a playthrough last night, somebody on YouTube, and honestly, it did. Uh, it looks pretty awesome. So I, I want to jump into that one. But obviously, you know, everything else I'm playing, I, I want to finish one first. So I think I'm going to finish Spider-Man and, and then Star Wars. And then I'm thinking about getting the Dragon Ball game because it looks awesome. And it gives me nostalgia because I watched that series, right, when I was younger and just brings me right back to it again. So Well, and I think, did you guys ever play the Legacy of Goku series? No. No. Okay, so Legacy of Goku was like a RPG Dragon Ball game that followed the, the entire anime. Mm -hmm. And uh, this feels like a 3D remake of that. And mm -hmm. I think this is like the year of nostalgia for me. <laughs> My favorite anime, it has a full-fledged open-world RPG created for it. 
my one of my favorite games of all time is getting a remake. <laughs> and I just I I'm loving it. I'm loving this year so far, except for the delays. Those suck. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I will say this. The delay for remake, you got to find the silver lining. Mm-hmm. Not only are we getting a better product when it comes out, hopefully, uh, but your backlog now has more time. Yes. Yeah. Backlog for games and backlog for videos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm also really looking forward to playing uh, the DBC Kakarot at some mm-hmm. point. I don't know when I have time because I want also to finish one game after another. I don't like playing games simultaneously. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that because I've watched the whole 500 and whatnot episodes a few times already in the past. <laughs> I've what I've read all the manga um, entries, issues, and yeah, I'm pre- pretty pretty a uh, big fan of the game too. Oh, I also played the card game that's. Uh, been published, I think, in in Italy. I know in w- which uh, countries, but it. I don't think there was a German version. But uh, an Italian friend of mine and me uh, played it back in high school. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, I really want to play it. I'm just like you. Like I just with the time and everything. Like I find that I play a game for quite often. Like. Uh, for a set like period of time or something, and then I get to like the last boss or something, and then I just stop and I don't actually end up finishing it. <laughs> like I think it's just because I don't actually want to finish it, because then it just means the game is over, and then I'll never like I won't go back to it unless there's like DLC later or something. It's like my own, like I can't like get over the fact that I spent so many hours playing this game and then it's over or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's really weird. Mm, it is, yeah. All right, guys. So I just want to go ahead and uh, remind everybody about the amazing giveaway that we are doing here on the podcast. We are giving away a physical deluxe edition of the Final Fantasy VII Remake to one lucky listener. So all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating, and write us a text review on any of the podcast mediums that you use to listen to podcasts. And the draw day, um, last week we had said that it would be, I guess, the week before the game comes out on March 3rd, but now it's delayed. So the uh, new draw date will hopefully happen on our episode the week of April the 6th. So if you guys have any ideas for any topics or you guys have any questions that you guys want us to answer for you, you can go ahead and you can send us an email at thereunionpodcast at gmail.com, thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter. It's at reunion underscore podcast. We do have a Facebook page as well. It's also at reunion underscore podcast. And we are on YouTube, The Reunion Podcast. We do post our episodes there as well. And also we'll be posting any special uh, video content that we decide to do in the future. All right. And I just want to take a second to obviously thank uh, Soldier First Class for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today on the episode. Um, thank you so much for that. And thank you again for uh, you know creating all that amazing content that you're doing for the Final Fantasy VII Remake community. No problem, man. It is my honor to be here, honestly. You guys have been fun. This has been a lot of fun to do. And making content and stuff, it's all just part of it. And I love every second of it. So I appreciate you guys having me on the show. You're welcome. Thanks. Did you want to drop your social media so that people can check you out? Uh, Sure. You can catch me on Twitter is what I mostly use. Um, And the username for that is at sold first underscore class. And that's with a one ST in the middle. 
And uh, I mean, you just follow me on YouTube if you don't already. Subscribe. And uh, we're about to hit the big 10K. So <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for that. That's awesome. And also, yeah, congrats uh, on that as well. That's quite the achievement. So, yeah, definitely. I can only dream. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I have a feeling you'll get there, Viz. Trust me. Uh, when the remake drops, I have a feeling you're going to blow past me someday. So, <laughs> maybe. Depends. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And hopefully um, you'll hear from us again in another few weeks for our next episode of the Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I'm your host, Kairosis, signing off. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. This is a time gone off on his own. I shouldn't have left him alone. But I can't break protocol. He made me proud to Every single